that exchange with Nick Friedle the other night after the game. And look, if he's he keeps making a big thing out of the word promotion, that is promotion. If if on your social media you say, boom, here's a link to this, that that tells me, hey, <clears throat> you should watch this. If you Correct? Are. You're I mean, he's got 17 million Instagram followers, another five million or so on Twitter. You're all over social media. Do you ever put something out there, Shaq, that's, that does not was, represent something that you feel? I was probably one of the first guys on Twitter. And when I realized the power it had, I knew I had to be very responsible. Followers, platform, whatever you call it, I knew I had to be responsible. I, I try to make people happy. I try to make people smile. My, my formula has always been the same, 60% to make you laugh, 30% to inspire you, and 10% whatever I'm selling, I'm selling. You have to, be, have to be aware of what you're doing. And you have to be aware that sometimes when you put stuff out, not everybody's going to like it. Some, some people are conscious, some people are not. I can tell he's not conscious. He doesn't really care what, what's going on. But us, I know that, that you know, the game that we used to love and we promote, it brings people together. And it hurts me sometimes when we have to sit up here to talk about stuff that divides the game. Now, now we got to answer for what this idiot has done. Uh, you know, I'm, I stand for equality of all people. I've always been like that. Don't matter what religion, no matter where you're from. I could say shalom, salam alaikum, ni hao, sabon, because that's how I was raised. So I don't, I don't really want to sit up here and answer questions for what he's done. You know, if you're looking at me, it's my job to make people happy. I, I, I can't speak for him, and, you know answer for, for, you know, what he's doing. It's, it's obviously by his answers and the way he answers, he doesn't really care. Chuck? I think the NBA dropped the ball. In what way? Uh, I think he should have been suspended. Uh, I think Adam should have suspended him. First of all, Adam's Jewish. You can't take my $40 million and insult my religion. If you're going to insult me, you have the right, but I have the right to say, no, you're not going to take my $40 million and insult my religion. I think the NBA, they made a mistake. We have suspended people and fined people who have made homophobic slurs. Uh, and that, that was the right thing to do. I think if you insult the, uh, the black community, you should be suspended or fined heavily, depending. I saw they did the same thing to the kid in Minnesota this year when he made the gay slur. I think you should get suspended or fined. I think him acknowledging the Alex Jones things should have something should have happened with that too, because that dude's crazy. And I I can't believe that we ain't talking about that. We're talking about this idiot. And when you say when, when you if I say, hey, I'm agreeing with this movie, this book, or whatever, I'm agreeing with it. I, I'm not gonna put I, first of all, you know I don't do any social media, but when you're somebody as great as basketball like him. People gonna listen to you what you say, it's, it, it, then you and there's some fringe people out there. But like I say, I, I blame the NBA. He should have been suspended. And their conversations are continuing with the Brooklyn Nets. It's too with late the NBA, now. But they're also looking no. at look. They're looking no. at how do we move forward Ooh, at this so we don't too go late through now. this again. No, it's not too late it, to Ernie, say how do we prevent Ernie, this. The, it's the, not the, too the, late the, to do that. Reason, but I see. No, look, I see uh, what you're hold saying. On, I want to say this. the reason is too late. The NBA is giving in to peer pressure. When, if, somebody, if one of our players do something, they have the right, the team or 
the, the, or the league has to do something immediately. If you just get give in to peer pressure, that's the problem I have. This should have been handled already. Kenny, let's get into this. Go ahead. Well, firstly, um, if we're going to take what he says on a Twitter, we have to take everything he says. So if I, I'm going to take everything he says, I'm going I'm to believe that he doesn't support or any of the views or promote the views of it. He said it right in my face. I have to accept that. So I will believe that. There are people in this world who's done, in, in their art, have done great things that have said crazy things that we still listen to their music, we buy their paintings, we do their things, and you might take an excerpt of that and say, I believe in this. Okay, so I'll take that as it make from Kyrie Irving. But I also believe that the reporter did have a right to ask the question. Oh, sure. That's it. So, and that, that's really where the argument became. Do I have a, you don't have a right to ask me that question. I do believe that. And based on this for Kyrie is that he has put himself as, he says, I'm the voice for some of the speechless when doing the COVID. So now he has transcended from mm -hmm. basketball and became a, an activist politically. So he, you will ask him that question based on some things that you may read. But I have to believe him also when he tells me that is if I'm going to believe parts of it. I have to believe the totality. You know what? And I just think Kyrie's just part of this. I mean, I, I just think we've lost our way. I, I, think, I think in this country we've lost our way. I think, I think people have, have forgotten what it's like to put the thought process into, if I, if I put this out there, who am I going to hurt? And, and they haven't, they, and they're, they're, giving no, they're giving no thought to that. Uh, where's, where's civility these days? Uh, where's empathy? But, and, and it's just, and it's, it's a worrisome road and it's a dangerous road that we find ourselves on now. And look, Chuck and I on our podcast today, we had uh, Rabbi Erez Sherman from Sinai Temple in Los Angeles um, to talk about this situation and it, and it bears hearing. Listen up. If you were face to face with Kyrie Irving, what would you say? I would say come into my synagogue, meet my children, learn about us as a community, teach our children what it means to be a human being in this great country of America. And then I think good things can happen. We as black people, we know racism. We want people to have empathy, and it, they're not going to have empathy for us if we're insulting other religious groups. If minorities don't work together and just pick on each other, call each other's names, make these stupid stereotypes, we're never going to heal. What has to be done is conversation. It's meeting the other. That has to start now. It has to start young. And the reason that I love this show is because it has to start in the sports world. Sports and faith intersect in a very deep way. And that has brought so many people together. And I know it has the power to continue to do that as well. And we will leave the conversation right there. Our thanks to the rabbi for joining us earlier today. Way too much of this these days, not enough of this. We'll be back. About, we haven't heard much from players around the league uh, this week about Kyrie Irving's uh, social media posts and subsequent comments. I was just curious, why do you think that is, considering this league is so um, socially conscious? Um, 
I'm not sure. Um, if you want to ask me a question, you can ask me. I can't speak for 449 players. Sure. Um, you know, certainly your position, you've been in, in the position of the past to speak for, yeah. for the um, league. I, I just, yeah, yeah, I can tell you this. Uh, it's simple. Um, me personally, I don't condone any hate um, to any kind, to any race, um, to Jewish communities, to black communities, to Asian communities. Um, you guys know where I stand. And um, it's part of the reason why I didn't air the shop episode, why we kicked that, you know, out of the archives, because it was hate conversation going on there. Um, and I don't represent that. Um, you know, uh, there's no place in this world for it. There's nobody can, can benefit from that. And, um, and I believe, um, you know, what Kyrie did um, caused some harm to a lot of people. Um, and he has since, uh, over the last, I think, today or was it yesterday, he apologized. Um, but he caused some harm. And, um, and I think it's unfortunate, but I don't, um, I don't stand on um, the position to harm people when it comes to your voice or your platform or, or, or anything. And so it doesn't matter um, what color your skin is, how tall you are, um, what position you are in. Um, if you are um, promoting or soliciting or, or, or saying harmful things to any community um, that harm people, um, then I don't, I don't, I don't respect it. I don't, I don't, I don't condone it. Considering you do identify that his actions as being harmful to, to people, what do you believe could be a resolution for him to get past the current suspensions that he has with the Nets and Nike? I, I don't know. Because um, at the end of the day, Kyrie is his own man. Um, he stands up in front of the media and, and, and speaks. Um, he is a man. He has a great, he has a great family. I mean, he's a great. I love the kid. Well, he's not even a kid anymore. No he's, he's 30. He just said that the other day in his presser. I was like, it's insane. Um, I don't, I don't know the, the direction, the steps that he take. Um, but he's apologized for what he said. Um, you know, and I hope that he understands that what he said was harmful to a lot of people. You know, and um, well, we, we as humans, none of us are perfect. But I hope he understands how. You know what he did or um, the actions that he took was just harmful to a lot of people um i really didn't get into it too much um but i understand that when you when you hurting anybody um i understand that that is just common sense This is what Kyrie said when part, in part of his statement. I'm aware of the negative impact of my post, the Jewish community, and I take full responsibility. Mm -hmm. I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflect my morals and principles. I'm a human being learning from all walks of life, and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. Mm -hmm. the, there are several things that we can call Kyrie Irving and we can say about Kyrie Irving. Open-mindedness is not one of those things. Well, NFL Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp did not mince words when the topic of Kyrie Irving came up. Hold on, Skip. Where's I'm sorry? I thought all apologies, something has to say I'm sorry. Yep. Hold on. You send your agent, your stepmom, and your dad to meet? You didn't meet with them? Mm. So what did you learn? 
I'm just trying to figure out. This is in reference to Irving sending his agent, stepmom, and father to meet with the Anti-Defamation League. And I'm still sitting in the seat standing. Irving chose not to attend. Much like when the Holocaust Museum of Los Angeles invited Chicago rapper guy after his anti-Semitic comments, he denied, bashed them publicly, and the institution received an uptick of threats and hate. Where, where is this open-mindedness? I just want to know, Skip, what part of the documentary, if you saw it, do you agree with? What part of the documentary of the book, if you read it, you don't agree with? I, I need to know these things. Yep, I do too. I'm I'm curious. When did you learn? What? what? Yep. Because of the blowback? You was going to stand on it. He said I stand. And I'm going I'm to stand fast on it. Mm -hmm. You was big and bad. Had your chest all out. Because now, he said I have an army behind me. Yes. What happened to you? Where'd it go? I am no different than the next human being because I'm not alone. I have a whole army around me. I do not believe any apology that does not <coughs> start with, I'm sorry. Yep. The greatest apology is change behavior. But it must start with, I'm sorry that my post offended said group of people. Stand on the Kyrie, be a man of your words. Mm -hmm. Shannon Sharp nailed it. In the wake of the backlash, the Brooklyn Nets finally acted, suspending Irving for a minimum of five games, deeming him unfit to be associated with the team because he had declined to say he has no anti-Semitic views in the week since he posted a link on Twitter to a film with hateful claims about Jewish people. Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impacts of his conduct. And the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver says he will be meeting with uh, Kyrie within the next week. Any label that you put on me, I'm able to dismiss because I studied. I know the Oxford Dictionary, you look it up, right? Longtime journalist June Lee quoted Kyrie and replied, Kyrie Irving talks like the dude from class who takes up the entire time talking without doing any of the reading and has no self-awareness that everyone can tell. With the ADL, as predicted by yours truly, Irving tried throwing money at the problem, a donation of $500,000. He claims to have learned, yet did not even care to meet with the Anti-Defamation League, opting to reportedly send, as we said previously, his stepmom, agent, and father. The ADL would refuse the donation. For the record, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm gonna repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified. A simple no would have been just fine here. Once again, Irving refused. After posting an anti-Semitic film that is riddled with falsehoods and questions the validity of the Holocaust, Irving posts suspension and over a week after promoting the quote-unquote documentary, apologized in a lengthy post that many are calling insincere. First of all, Amazon needs to pull the damn I was going to say. Like religion and spirituality, ethnic studies, it is a bastardization of both. And it travesty that this is at the top of that list. And this again speaks to the power of people like Kyrie, like Kanye, like anybody who's, you know, who espouses this. You may say, oh, this is fringe. You may say we should ignore Kanye West, but you cannot ignore it when people are draping hate speech on, you know, highway overpasses and people are reading this book and they are threatening folks. Like these things cannot, as somebody who has had to talk to Homeland Security and put my own family on lockdown 
while people were threatening to come and shoot me and shoot my while I was teaching while I was mm. writing things there is no such thing as saying that this is, should be ignored or that anything is too small to have us tamp down and fight against I take my responsibility for posting that some things that were questionable in there untrue like I said, in the first time you guys asked me when I was sitting on that stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary. So I take my responsibility. It seems like Adam Silver wanted to hear the word, I apologize, or in your mind, you said I didn't mean to cause any harm. Were you apologizing or you not apologizing? I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one that made the documentary. Kyrie, for the record, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm going to repeat, I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again, but this is not going to turn into a spin around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what guys people want to hear though is just a yes please. or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Four hours after the Nets issued their suspension, Kyrie would post the following apology on social media, which read in part, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary. I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for both posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary I agreed with and disagreed with. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or to perpetuate any hate. Okay, gentlemen. A lot of layers here to this one. Stephen A., I'll start with you. What stands out to you here? <clears throat> Sadness. You know, you don't take any joy in what's transpiring right now uh, because you're watching an individual who's a phenomenal basketball player, phenomenal athlete, box office, at least once was box office. In terms of his talent, would, could be, would be for several years. You're watching him disintegrate before our very eyes. And it's all because of stubbornness, it's because of arrogance. And that's what really shines out in my mind. Let me be very, very clear. Kyrie Irving, I believe, is not a bad person. I don't believe he meant to hurt anyone in any way. The problem is, is that the same individual that wants to have power with his words, the power to influence and affect the lives of people, isn't taking the level of responsibility, absorbing the level of responsibility that comes with it. First of all, know what the hell you're talking about. That's number one. When you're talking about your history, it's one thing for you to sit up there and remind people of things from an historical perspective as it pertains to your own community, indentured servitude, slavery, Jim Crow laws, things of that nature, because that's what he was alluding to when he was talking about keeping that same momentum, that same intensity and energy.
when he was talking to the media yesterday. And as a black person, we should all appreciate that element of him. But when you get in to someone else's history and you contribute to denying what the Jewish community has endured and the kind of, you know, the ridiculous theories that people try to throw out there, insinuations that the Holocaust didn't exist, that Adolf Hitler is somebody to be celebrated, you've got a different problem. That's egregious, that's irresponsible, uh, that's wrong, that's uncalled for, that's heinous, that's wrong on so many levels. And to be lost and clueless as to how that can affect a community different than yours is one thing. But then to sit back and talk about how you won't even apologize at the time for it being anti-Semitic because you don't deem yourself to be anti-Semitic. It's just irresponsible. It really, really is. And so the suspension is warranted. There is no doubt about that. By the way, it's not just a five-game suspension. It's potentially longer. They say they minimum of five games. From what I've been told, Josiah is completely done with him. He's dealing with him because he's under contract and he has to, but he's completely done with Kyrie Irving. Commissioner Adam Silver, who knows Kyrie Irving personally, who is a Jewish man, uh, was incredibly off-put and hurt by the irresponsible rhetoric that Kyrie Irving contributed to disseminating by putting uh, that film on Twitter, on his Twitter page. And I think that it speaks to something uh, of, a, of, I wouldn't say a larger issue, but just something that should allow us all to illuminate things in this, in this respect. Kyrie Irving <clears throat> said yesterday he considers himself a beacon of light. Um, I have religiously stated when I have criticized him that the biggest problem with him is not that his heart is in the wrong place because he is not a bad guy. It's that he thinks his intellect far exceeds those of so many others, that he is enlightened and that the rest of us are living in darkness and we need to come to the light that he is trying to shine upon us and therefore we'll be better off and we'll be more enlightened and we'll be more educated. He comes across not as a student eager to learn, but as somebody who is somewhat professorial that has already arrived, whose knowledge far exceeds that of so many other people. And he's not realizing that he's enlightening a whole bunch of people on a different level. And you know what that enlightenment is, Kendrick Perkins? He's enlightening a whole bunch of people on how to lose money. You missed out on a four-year, $212 million extension. You missed out on a four-year, $212 million extension. That's gone. That ain't coming back. Nobody's going to give him a long-term extension because they don't trust him. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Plus. Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the legends of sports and music. This is your host, the original great Rob Silver, and I'm going to try and keep my composure today because I am motherfucking fed up. I am fed up with the buck dancers, the Uncle Toms, the Coons. Yes, and I'm talking about black media representation on ESPN, Fox, Sports Talk Radio, Network Television, etc.
and the apparent cooperation between the NBA owners, the NBA players, and the national media in persecuting Kyrie Irving. It all started, ladies and gentlemen, last year, the last NBA season, when Kyrie refused to take the jab. He refused to take the vaccination, and the criticisms started. First and foremost, from the biggest coon, Stephen A. Smith, who ripped Kyrie. I've played at the beginning of this podcast comments by Shaq, Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, on how they all jumped on Kyrie last week when they felt he didn't apologize, when they felt he went overboard. What the fuck did he go overboard about? Kyrie Irving liked the post. He didn't go out and say, oh, you should go see this movie. Oh, the Jews are evil. They could they control him. He didn't say any of that shit. What he did was he liked the post. When they asked him a question, which had nothing to do with the goddamn game that he played that night, when the reporter asked him the question, Kyrie could have really easily said, I'm not answering that question. This has nothing to do with the game. No, Kyrie, as taught by his father, and I will get into his father and why Kyrie is who he is. Kyrie calmly answered the question. This is an intelligent, this is an intelligent 30-year-old brother. Kyrie was born in Australia, came to the United States with his parents when he was two years old. His mother unfortunately died when she was four. And Kyrie was raised by his father, his father, a single father. I respect that. Kyrie is 30 years old, the same age as my son would have been if my son was still alive. My son was raised by a single father, me. When I look at Kyrie Irving, I see a man that could have been my son. I see a man that was raised in the same type of environment by a single father. I see a man that was taught by his father to be a free thinker, just like I taught my son to be a free thinker. You see Kyrie, and he doesn't, he doesn't join other people's views. He doesn't join other people's way of thinking. He thinks on his own terms. He's a free thinker, taught well by his father. And every time the media tries to make Kyrie look like a jackass, like they did with the vaccine, like they've done recently with him liking a post. Calmly, he tells you why he did what he did and why he believes what he believes. Kyrie's a man. Kyrie is a free man. The way Kyrie thinks, the way Kyrie leads his life, he is a threat. He's a black man that is a free thinker and doesn't give a damn what people think about him. That's a huge threat to the American power structure, to the powers that be, and to the 
middle-class racist media. And now I don't even have to bring them into a court. They always hated Kyrie since day one. It's the black media. Guys that were former players. Guys that know Kyrie. They know him well. Shaq, Kyrie put you in a movie. The Uncle Drew movie. He put you on. And for you to sit there week after week on Inside the NBA and ridicule Kyrie, talk about he's a disgrace. Charles Barkley, you motherfucking Uncle Fester-looking motherfucker. Talk about I'm offended. I'm offended because my daughter's married to a Jewish man, and I take that. I don't take that lightly. I take it to heart that you are anti-Semitic. Kyrie never said any anti-Semitic claims. He never made any claims. He liked the post. You guys, the Shannon Sharps of the world, the Stephen A. Smiths, Shaquille O'Neal's, the Charles Barkley, and then Ernie Johnson sitting there talking about, oh, I spoke to a rabbi. The f- and, and the rabbi wants to speak to Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't have to speak to anybody, all right? Why should he sit down with a rabbi? A rabbi's going to teach him, oh, you got to see the suffering that my people are suffering. Kyrie knows what the Jewish people went through in the Holocaust. Kyrie, whenever he's Whenever that's brought up to him, he brings up, and he brought up perfectly that 300 million of his people, black Americans, were murdered in the United States during slavery, during the transatlantic slave trade. Kyrie's a student of history, and all these clowns, Shannon Sharp, Shaquille O'Neal, Stephen A. Smith, Charles Barkley, they don't know history like Kyrie Irving. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, that all of this piling on Kyrie has to do with Kyrie's anti-jab stance, anti-vaccination stance that he took a year ago where he refused to take the 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 mandatory vaccination that the country had made, that all states had made, that in New York State you couldn't play if you were a member of a basketball or baseball or football team, NFL, NBA, NHL, etc., if you weren't vaccinated, which was a hypocritical rule because the Washington, the Washington Wizards come to play in Brooklyn, New York. Their players are not subjected to that mandate. Only if you're a member of the home team, a member of the New York franchise, were you subject subjected to that mandate. They, they kept trying to force Kyrie. Kyrie said, "No, I'm not comfortable with taking a with taking that jab. I don't think enough research has been made. I've done my own research, and." Kyrie came to the conclusion that he'd be safe. He'd be safer if he wore a mask, did social distancing, and not take the jab. Ladies and gentlemen, I did take the jab. I took the jab 
in uh, December of 2021. My job mandated that everybody take it or they lose their jobs. All right. My ex-girlfriend at the time also took the jab and she's a nurse. She took it for the same reason. And the reason her and I did not fight and buck the system was because she was closing on a home and she couldn't afford not to get paid. And myself at the time was helping her finance that home. Did all this before we broke up a few months ago. And also I'm taking care of my mother. I'm the only person financially taking care of my mother. And I'm financially taking care of my 17 year old nephew who was 16 at the time because his parents are unable to support him at the time. So we made up, we made a decision based on finances. Kyrie doesn't have to make that decision. He has enough money where he could buck the system and stand on his beliefs. And you know what happened in New York state, January of 2022, thousands of nurses were fired because they refused to take the, the, the jab. My lady wasn't fired. My ex-girlfriend at the time. I'm sorry, she's no longer my lady. Um, if you're listening, Vonette, I apologize for calling you my lady. My ex-girlfriend at the time refused. Well, my ex-girlfriend now, my lady at that time. But my ex-girlfriend back then refused, uh, did take the jab, even though she had reservations. And she's a nurse. She knows better than these motherfucking Monday night quarterbacks. Monday morning quarterbacks and Monday night quarterbacks that get on TV and say, oh, you got to take the jab. You got to take the jab. My ex told me to make sure that my mother never takes that jab because the vaccine is so potent that it could kill an elderly woman or an elderly man with heart issues. My mother had a massive heart attack 11 years ago, almost died. She had a stroke. Recently, she had a kidney infection that almost killed her, heart failure while she was in the hospital. If I had subjected her to the vaccine, I'm more than 80% sure she wouldn't be living right now. They were going to put her in a nurse, they put her in a nursing home, and they told my sister that she might have to take the jab to get in. I stood up and said, you're not giving my mother the jab. Look at our medical charts. Physically, she cannot survive such a potent vaccination. They backed down. They did not give her the, the, the vaccination. Instead, they gave her a daily COVID t- uh, exam. And my mother, despite all her illnesses, has yet to get COVID. Because I have kept her protected. I didn't get COVID until she was in, in, in the hospital. And I wasn't near her. And I had to, I had to be bedridden for three days when I retook the COVID test, and then they saw that I didn't have COVID, and I was able to visit my mother in the hospital again. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm not pro-vaccine. All right, I am pro-choice. Whatever you feel is best for you, you do it. I took the vaccination. My ex-girlfriend took the vaccination because of financial uh, 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 obligations. We both are okay, thank God, from it. Oh, 
I don't think she's ever gotten COVID. I know I didn't. I got it for three days. Who knows? Maybe by me getting that vaccine earlier uh, in January, that me getting COVID last month stopped it from being stopped it from spreading more than the three days I had. Stopped it from me being more sick than I could have been because the first day I had COVID, I had the shakes. Oh, I couldn't get out of fucking bed. But by day two, I was almost back. And by day three, I was back to normal. So maybe the vaccine did work. I don't know. I don't know because juxtapose that to saying if I didn't take the jab, would I still be, would I, would I had the same result? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Hope I never have to know again because I hope I can stay COVID free. But I believe it's a choice. And if Kyrie felt uncomfortable to take the jab, then in my opinion, that should be his decision. You should not force things on people like the government did, like New York State did. And another reason why I believe the powers that be are going after Kyrie is that recently, People that did take the vaccine and the booster shot, not talking about myself, I'm talking about other people, have had illnesses that they're claiming, that medical experts are claiming, were tied into taking the, va- the vaccination shot. Kyrie eventually was reinstated and allowed to play as New York State and New York City overturned their mandates and recently in a new york supreme court ruling the nurses that were fired uh federal uh federal and city employees and state employees that were fired in new york state new york city have to be reinstated in their old job with their old salary with with back pay For a whole year, uh, uh, states across the country mandated that you had to wear a mask and get the get the vaccination shot to attend sporting events and concerts. Now that's all gone. No states, no cities have done that. And I didn't look it up. You guys could tell me what is the percentage of people vaccinated and non-vaccinated in the United States right now. I know it's not 100%. Well, I'd like to know that number. I'm not going to look into the stats because many a time the stats are controlled by those that have a agenda, that have an agenda, whether pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. So I'm not going to look into those stats. All I know is Kyrie stood his ground and in the end, Never had to compromise. Now, he likes a post about this Amazon documentary. Well, not an Amazon documentary. A documentary that's on Amazon that you could buy on Amazon, which I'm understanding the sales have skyrocketed since this Kyrie controversy of him liking 
the post. I'm from Hebrews to Negroes. I believe the name of the documentary is. I was going to watch it before I did this podcast, but I said, you know what? Fuck that. I don't need to watch that shit. I don't need to watch that. I'm a student of history. I got my own views. I'm not going to talk about it today. Right? This podcast is not me ripping certain groups or talking about the history of uh, civil unrest or relations between Jewish people and black people. That's a that's for another day and another time. All right. I have my beliefs. You guys have your beliefs. Kyrie has his beliefs. Right. That I'm not going to discuss. What I'm going to discuss is how you have this cooperative partnership between all these factions the media the nba the nba players still uh, as i record this no formal um complaint by the nba players association protesting Kyrie's suspension by the new 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 york by the brooklyn nets For a whole week, everybody on television was ripping Kyrie like he was Adolf Hitler. Kyrie's a pacifist. Kyrie does not believe in violence. He does not believe in war. He's a pacifist. He's a practicing Muslim. Kyrie is one of the most charitable men that ever lived. If you look at the list of charities that man has done since becoming a big-time, big-time NBA superstar, this all comes from being raised by his father who instilled certain virtues into his son that he had and that Kyrie has taken to another level because Kyrie has made probably 100 to 200 times more than his father ever made. His father uh, being a European and Australian basketball professional player, while Kyrie has been among the top of the food chain, top 10 player for a damn near the, a, a decade now. Kyrie, mentored by his legendary godfather, a close friend of his father's, Rod Strickland, who came from my neighborhood and is the greatest basketball player ever come, ever to come out of the Mott Haven section of the Bronx, Mitchell Projects. Look at Kyrie. When I look at Kyrie, I see Rod, I see a better version of Rod Strickland. Kyrie's an amazing basketball player. All Kyrie wants to do is play basketball. And you guys, and I'm not talking about the listeners, I'm talking about the powers that be, want to ridicule him and try and take away his livelihood. It is criminal what the powers that be are doing to Kyrie Irving. This came... Right after Kanye West made his statements and comments about Jewish people, the powerful Jewish people, the powerful Jew Jewish billionaires that run the record industry and the entertainment industry and 
sports, sports agencies in general and, and manufacturing companies. And he made his comments on what they're doing to destroy black America. This was Kanye speaking. And you had you had Howard Stern come out on the radio and say that Kanye West should go to jail for his comments. And then the other day, Howard ripped into Kyrie Irving. Fucking Howard Stern with one racist comment after another throughout the 1980s and 1990s on New York radio station and e-television and nationally syndicated radio. Wearing blackface on television. He made his money off insensitive comments and he's got the fuck. He made millions, probably a billion off insensitive comments. And he has the nerve to attack Kanye and Kyrie. Talk about Kanye West should be arrested. And then you have Jewish leaders in New York trying to claim that, trying to claim that uh, anti-Jewish violence is on an uprise in New York City. I live in New York City. Don't make that goddamn narrative. That does not exist. It's as phony as the anti-Asian rhetoric that was going on 12 to 18 months ago here in New York City, right? But you know what is real? You know what? I said that too fast. I didn't mean to say Israel. I meant to say is real. You know what is real? I've lived in New York City 52 out of 54 years. Only time I didn't live in New York was two years between 1986 and 1989 combined. Uh, take away a few months for summer break when I was going to school in New Orleans. Since I could remember, since I was four or five, four years old or five years old, saw my father harassed for the harassed by a police officer because the police officer was checking out my mother and didn't like the fact that my father told him to stop staring at my at his woman, at his wife, at my mother. And then the cop handcuffed my father and tried and emasculate him in front of my mother. I was stopped eight times by the NYPD doing Adolf Giuliani's mayoral uh, run from 1994 to 2001. And what was I doing all 18, eight times that I was stopped by the police? I was walking either to work, walking to pick up my son from school, or walking to home from work. What you got in your bag, son? That looks pretty heavy. I, I'm, I'm hearing someone's around here selling guns. Can we look in your bag? What the fuck? If I would have been angry, if I would have talked back, I could have got two shots to the chest and been killed for minding my own fucking business, for doing nothing other than going to school, going to work, going to pick up my son, going home. Kyrie did nothing to no one. All he did was defend himself when they asked him. Like at the press conference, Kyrie didn't have to answer 
that reporter who was looking to start trouble. Oh, why did you like that post? And uh, do you realize how insensitive that is to Jewish people? Kyrie was calm and answered the question, and he talked about the 300 million uh, 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 of his people, of our people, that were murdered and buried through lynchings, through slavery, through Jim Crow. Now, this really upsets me. I'm when I look at Kyrie Irving, he's the same age as my son would still be if my son was still alive. When I look at Kyrie, I see a young man that reminds me of my son. I see a young man that is a free thinker. I see a young man that does not calm, cause harm to anybody. I see a young man that is charitable that his phil- philanthrop philanthrop <laughs> being a philanthropist is second to none when george floyd was murdered just you know kanye said he gave george george floyd's uh girlfriend and father of of his children 1.5 million dollars kyrie bought her a house Kyrie, one of the few, few black entertainers or athletes who has paid off student debt. He paid off student debt for graduates from Lincoln University, a historically black college. We know that the WNBA does not pay their athletes uh, significant money. Even the superstars don't make huge money. And the season was cut short a couple of years back, 2020, because of the pandemic. And they didn't play, they didn't get paid. Kyrie Irving took almost $2 million out of his own pocket and paid those girls. Oh, I'm sorry. I might have offended women out there. Those ladies. He paid those ladies. In the cities that Kyrie's played in, Boston, Cleveland, Brooklyn, almost a half a million dollars he's donated in food banks, in giving out money to the underprivileged, to the homeless. Kyrie is a good dude. Kyrie is a great, great young man who was taught to be great by his father. Kyrie didn't have a mother image into his life until his father married eight years after Kyrie's mother died. That same woman is Kyrie's agent. Kyrie keeps a close circle from his family. Kyrie doesn't have a fucking entourage that is putting their hands in his pockets like a lot of these clowns do. Kyrie's main advisors are his stepmother and his father and his 
godfather, Rod Strickland, who's now the coach at Long Island University. He's got a great support system. Kyrie speaks like a Rhodes Scholar. You ever hear Kyrie speak, and you hear him speak all the time, and Kyrie speaks with clarity. Kyrie says what he means and means what he says. He's not up there spouting the N-word or saying you know every other fucking word. He's articulate as in, and as intelligent as any NBA player has ever lived or played the sport. And yet he is treated like the lowest of the lowest fucking thugs. I'm sick and tired of the media, the NBA, and now NBA players persecuting Kyrie Irving. He doesn't deserve it. What's most disappointing is the lack of support from the NBA players, his fellow brethren, including the top dog, a guy who, when he said what he said the other day, I believe it was Friday, pissed me off completely, and I lost a ton of respect for a man that I've had nothing but respect since I first saw him play in high school, and that is LeBron James, King LeBron. King LeBron, King James acted like a queen. Reporter asked him after his game about his viewpoint, his comment, and would he comment on Kyrie and what's going on with Kyrie Irving. LeBron James knows that Kyrie Irving looks up to LeBron as a brother, as an older brother. They have an older brother, younger brother relationship. You saw that in Cleveland, and you saw that, like, sometimes brothers, like my brother and I, we've had disagreements, and in times we'd had to part ways for a while, go back to our corners, and then months later on come back and make amends that happened in cleveland where Kyrie forced a trade because of unrest between him and lebron but they worked it out almost to the point where lebron and Kyrie were doing their darnest to get Kyrie to the lakers during the offseason that's all the talk you heard doing uh doing the the offseason this past summer was Kevin Durant wanted to get traded and he demanded a trade and the Nets didn't trade him. And Kyrie and LeBron trying to cook up a scheme to get Kyrie to the Lakers to reunite Kyrie and LeBron. And I was all for I was all for that. I was all for Kyrie and LeBron reuniting. Because of the mutual love those two brothers have for each other. And when I'm talking about brothers, I'm talking about brothers as in black men being brothers. But they are brothers because there is love and respect amongst the two of them. LeBron puts the final dagger in Kyrie by saying what Kyrie did was hate, hate, hate speech. He doesn't support hate speech. LeBron. I'm sure you had conversations with Kyrie since he posted that documentary, since he liked to post, and 
Friday when you made your statement when that reporter asked you your thoughts on Kyrie. LeBron, you're looking at your billions and you're looking at your at, at your growing entertainment um firm, your entertainment company that's uh and recently I gotta give LeBron credit on this. He executive producer of a great Willie Mays documentary, which be the su- a subject of my sports podcast next week on Willie Mays. I will be giving you a full review on that documentary. LeBron has done great work. We talk about charities. We talk about um, being a role model. While I wouldn't say LeBron is more intelligent than Kyrie Irving, I would say LeBron is a very intelligent and you see he's very well-spoken, despite the fact he had no connection with his father growing up. He did have great black men, including coaches, that helped mold him and helped his single mother struggling to raise him. Because of his brotherhood with guys like Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, LeBron James is highly respected among his peers in the NBA. And I had nothing but the utmost respect for LeBron until he threw Kyrie under the bus. Now, a lot of you guys might say, well, who am I to pass judgment on LeBron? LeBron's a billionaire. Le- LeBron makes a- LeBron has all these deals. Uh, LeBron has to look out for his name All LeBron had to do Ladies and gentlemen When the reporter asked him that question was like look Kyrie and I spoke about it He knows how I feel Um, And respectfully I'm going to leave it at that No he doesn't do that That's all he had to do No he doesn't do that What does he do He goes on and he condemns Kyrie For what Kyrie said And talks about I don't believe in, in hate speech. Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, I know where they're coming from. Shaquille O'Neal was raised by a conservative sergeant, a military sergeant. Charles Barkley is a white, white-wing Republican. Not white, but right. Right-wing Republican. Who never speaks on social issues or the shack when it comes to the murdering of young black people all over the country by police officers. But they'll be quick to condemn a young man who technically did nothing wrong. You never heard Kyrie say, oh, I. Oh, oh, any type of anti-Jewish or anti-Semitic remarks. Yet, Shaquille, Barkley, the media, the coons on, on ESPN and Fox, Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith, piled on him. I got to give credit to Jason Williams. Jason Williams piled on him last week, but then this week came out and said that he disagrees with the punishment 
that the that the that the NBA is trying, and the Brooklyn Nets are trying to dish out to Kyrie. And now Shannon and Stephen A. have backtracked and are, since I believe Jason Williams did the first shot. Now they're like, oh, now they joined in the Jason Williams bandwagon. Nah, brothers, it's too fucking late. All right. Y'all say what y'all said. Nothing changed between last week and this week other than, and I'm going to read it right now, this ridiculous, this ridiculous list that the Brooklyn Nets owner, one of the Brooklyn Nets owners, Sean Marks, listed that Kyrie had to comply in order to complete his suspension in order to be played again. Play again. Apologize and condemn the movie. He already apologized. He already talked about the movie and what he, what, that, that there were some things he agreed with and many things he disagreed with. Now they want him to outright condemn this movie. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, no one is taking Jeff Bezos or Bezos, or what the fuck you call Bozo, Jeff Bozos, Jeff Bezos, whatever you call him, no one's taking him to task for making a ton of money off this documentary as this documentary is still on the Amazon website. This quote-unquote anti-Semitic movie and I'm not, I say quote unquote because I have not watched it, so I can't say for fact if it is or it isn't. So I can't comment on something I haven't watched. But I know that the sales are going through the roof. People are buying it because they want to see what the controversy is and who gets paid. It's a line from a Kanye song that gives you the answer. donation to anti-hate cause. You want a man who, and by the way, before he got suspended, Kanye, I mean Kanye, Kyrie offered to donate to the ADL $500,000. What did the ADL do? They told him, take your money and shove it up your ass. They didn't want it. You mandating that Kyrie give $500,000 to anti-hate organization, which he already tried. They told him now. No. Um, so what other anti-hate organization should he donate to? I hope you're not fucking saying Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, the fucking biggest con organization in the history of fucking America. They take your money and they buy houses with it. Right? They take your money and they buy fucking luxury cars with it. Man, get the fuck out of here. You're going to tell a man, Kanye, I mean, I keep saying Kanye, Kyrie. I apologize to both Kanye West and Kyrie Irving. You're going to tell Kyrie that one of the conditions for him to come back is to donate $500,000 to anti-hate organization when Kyrie has put his money to several, several organizations, whether they're Native American, whether they're black, they're brown, etc., that are underprivileged, that are dying of thirst, that are dying of hunger, that are not getting paid like the WNBA ball players two years ago. So you're going to tell this man to donate to anti-hate organization when he's donated so much money throughout his entire life 
So what anti-hate organization should he donate the money to? The ADL already said no. Fuck a Black Lives Matter because Kyrie knows because he didn't go through Black Lives Matter to buy George Floyd's uh, girlfriend and mother of his children a house. He went and paid for it himself. They want him to go through sensitive, sensitive, sensitivity training. Sensitivity training for what? Kyrie was taught by his father that as a black man in America, he will be subject subject to hate, especially once he made it as a rich ball player and that he had to be on guard and he had to always try and do the right thing. What sensitivity, sensitivity training going to do to a man who's been ostracized by an entire fucking country? Anti-Semitic training is part of it's part of his condition. As Kyrie said, he's not anti-Semitic. He never made any anti-Semitic remarks, yet he has to go through anti-Semitic training. Meet with the ADL Jewish leaders. They don't want to fucking meet with him. It's not in their best interest to meet with Kyrie. They've already condemned him. Why would I want to meet me? My own self. Why would I want to meet with the KKK when they hate me? The ADL hates Kyrie. They already have it in their mind that he's anti-Semitic. He's anti-Jewish. We don't have to talk to him. Meet with Joe Zai to demonstrate understanding. Joe Zai. This piece of shit. The owner, the Majority owner of the new, I keep saying New York. They used to be New York Nets many, many years ago when I was a little boy. The Brooklyn Nets. How the hell this guy got to own a franchise after the atrocities he's done? Under Zai's leadership, his company, Companies that he has uh, has has major interest in, one of them being Alibaba. I'm about to tell you something that a lot of you already know, but for some reason the media doesn't bring it up. This shit right here is an atrocity. What Josiah has helped fund is worse than anything. Kyrie could do in a hundred years Never mind the 30 years he's lived on earth Undersized leadership Alibaba funded companies that helped China build An intrusive omnipresent surveillance state That uses emerging technologies To track individuals with greater efficiency They do that in China And they are doing that in the United States Okay these technologies have been widely used in the western region of Xinjiang, where the government has forced more than one million, and I apologize if I can't say this right, because I'm not as articulate as Kyrie Irving or Kanye West or Joe Murderer Xi, where the government has forced more than one million Uyghur Muslims and other ethnic minorities into barbed wire re-education re camps. 
policies that have been described as cultural genocide by the United States, several other countries, and human rights organizations. Over a million Muslims have been put into concentration camps, yet the ADL and Jewish leaders across the country are ripping Kanye, but it's the guy that pays his paycheck that has done to Muslims in China what Hitler did to these Jewishes, to Jewish people ancestors. Are you fucking kidding me? Kyrie has to meet with this piece of shit, this billionaire who's made money off of atrocities to Muslims, and I guess the ADL sees it okay because it's not Jewish people in these concentration camps, it's Muslims. And we all know the history of violence between Jewish people and Muslim people in the Middle East, Israel slash Palestine, Israel, Egypt, Israel, Iran, Israel, Iraq, etc. Right? I'm not going to go into it right now. You guys that are listening, look it up for yourself. But the Middle East has been built on animosity between Israel and the other Middle East countries for centuries. There pissed off at Kyrie for liking a post and making him public enemy number one, but the guy who owns the team he plays for gets a free pass by the ADL, by uh, Jewish leaders, by the NBA, by the fucking middle-aged racist media, and by the cartoon coons that they didn't bring this up, the Stephen A. Smiths and the Shannon Sharps. The Shaquille O'Neal's and Charles Barkley's of the world. They don't bring this up. But they let this fucking criminal into the NBA. And this criminal has to meet with Kyrie and approve that Kyrie is ready to come back to play. Before I uh, get too emotional and explode, I'm going to end this podcast. But I'm going to say that Kyrie Irving has been persecuted. He's been piled on. And I support whatever Brother Kyrie wants to do. If Brother Kyrie wants to retire, bravo. If Brother Kyrie wants to try and make a stand and sit this out and come back to play after a game of chicken with the with the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA, bravo. If his contract runs out at the end of the year, if he becomes officially blackballed. They make him a martyr. And Kyrie goes to Europe and takes the Stefan Marbury, Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf route of playing overseas and making great money. Kudos, because Kyrie could play anywhere he wants in the world because he is a man of the world, unlike these fucking clowns on television and the media who judges Kyrie. Kyrie Irving is a man of peace. Kyrie Irving is a man of Allah God. Kyrie is an intelligent brother. And you can never tell me, you can never convince me that Kyrie Irving 
is a man with hate in his heart. Kyrie has a love of black people and he has a love of Native American people because he was raised as a black man by his father and he's always had the love of his Native American heritage in memory of his beloved mother who died when he was four years old. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not allow the national media to try and convince you that Kyrie Irving is a anti-Semitic and that Kyrie, Kyrie Irving is B, a hate monger. Kyrie Irving is a highly intelligent brother who's a man of peace. He's a free thinker. And they need to leave him the fuck alone. Ladies and gentlemen, next week I have two shows. Uh, early in the week, Tuesday probably, we will have a show on the career of the legendary New Jack Swing Harlem group guy. And then next Thursday or Friday, we will have a podcast chronicling the career of Willie Mays and reviewing the incredible LeBron James produced, Nelson George directed documentary on Willie, Willie Mays, now available on HBO Max, called Say Hey, Willie Mays. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, be blessed, stay awake, and be a blessing. Uh, their decision and I respected it uh, you know I, I really had to sit back and, and think uh, and, and try not to become too emotionally attached uh, you know to 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 what uh, to what they were deciding to do you know it just I had to sit down and, and really evaluate things and and see it from their perspective meaning the organization and my teammates uh, you know, I just really empathized, and, and I and I understood their uh, their choice to to say if you're not going to be vaccinated, fully vaccinated, then you know you can't be a full participant. And um, I knew the consequences. Uh, I wasn't prepared for them by no stretch of imagination. You know, coming into the season, uh, I had my thought process on on being able to uh, be a, a full teammate and um, a full time teammate, and and just go out and have fun and and provide. Um, you know, a, a sense of a, a great brand of basketball out there. But unfortunately, it didn't happen like that. Uh, things happen for a reason, and now we're here, and I'm just grateful for this, you know, so. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. I went on the Amazon Prime. I was like, you know what, let me see if there are any documentaries on Yahweh. So went in the search bar, typed in Yahweh. That came up. Went out and shared it on my platform. That was my night. In terms of the backlash or what people call it, uh, we're in 2022. History is not supposed to be hidden from anybody. And I'm not a divisive person when it comes to religion. I, I embrace all walks of life. You see it on all my platforms. I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions. And my response would be, um, it's not about educating yourself on what Semitism is and what anti-Semitism is. It's really about learning the root words of where these come from and understanding that this is an African heritage that is also belonging to the people. Africa is in it, whether we want to dismiss it or not. So the claims of anti-Semitism and who are the original chosen people of God and we go into these religious conversations and it's a big no-no. 
I don't live my way like that. I don't live my life that way. Excuse me, I grew up in a melting pot, and I say a melting pot of all races, white, black, red, yellow, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, and you can see the way I live my life now. I'm not here to be divisive, so they could push their agenda. I don't want to say they, because I'm not identifying any one group or race of people, but I'm in a unique position to have a level of influence on my community. And what I post does not mean that I support everything that's being said or everything that's being done or I'm campaigning for anything. All I do is post things for my people and my community and those that it's actually going to impact. Anybody else that has criticism obviously wasn't meant for them. Hopefully I'm understanding what you said and I, I want to make sure I get it right because I don't want to misquote any expect, part of it. I don't expect understanding from a media conglomerate group that sincerely talks about the game of basketball and then we bring up religion as if it's correlative at times when it's convenient for people to bring it up. So please just be direct with your question right. so we can move on from this and I can talk about the game and go home to my son Elohim and my wife Marlene, okay? I might have taken that this was, the, what you shared, was not something that you've even watched. This was, you did, okay, you did watch it, or either watch it or read it. I had a lot of time last year to read a lot, read a whole bunch, good and bad, about the truth of our world. So then do you, I guess, understand or not understand those that might imply that that work had anti-Semitic leanings in it? Right. I only ask this because the tweet is still up there, so I We're in 2022. It's on Amazon, a public platform. Whether you want to go watch it or not is up to you. There's things being posted every day. I am no different than the next human being, so don't treat me any different. You guys come in here and make up this powerful influence I have over top of the adultery of oh, you. You cannot post that. Why not? Why not? I don't hear an uproar on that. I'm not here to be divisive on what's going on on this or that. I'm not comparing Jews to blacks. I'm not comparing white to black. I'm not doing that. That conversation is dismissive and it constantly revolves around the rhetoric of who are the chosen people of God. And I'm not here to argue over a person or a culture or religion on what they believe. No, this is what is here. It's on a public platform. Did I do anything illegal? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Did I do anything illegal? Did I hurt anybody? Did I harm anybody? Am I going out and saying that I hate one specific group of people? So out of all the judgment that people got from me posting, I, I just, without talking to me, and then I respect what Joe said, but there has a lot to do with the not ego or pride of how proud I am to be an African heritage, but also to be living as a free black man here in America, knowing the historical complexities for me to get here. So. I'm not gonna stand down on anything that I believe in. I'm only gonna get stronger, because I'm not alone. I have a whole army around me. Okay, Reed, while we're on the topic of promotion, why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook, or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma, or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, my post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true. So I wasn't identifying with anything of being a, campaigning, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything. I was just 
there to post. And it's funny, and it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it, I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the people title? People are going to say that you are promoting. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. I, it's not You put stuff, things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff great, is not so let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. Another You're human free to being. post I can what, post whatever I want, so say that what, and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But, but it's not me. Nothing. By it's no people that you're making you up, bro. Move on. But by posting move what on, you next did. question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, you guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a clip. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. This is another answering your question. Oh my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. Kyrie, basketball. It being important to build on that defense and getting back to your habits and getting to your good spots, how would you just describe the defensive effort and the mindset of the team tonight? It was a disaster. I mean, how, how do you. How else do you, do you say it? I mean, I didn't see the will, didn't see the desire, um, or the connectivity necessary to, to get stops and get rebounds. Following up on that, I mean, you're usually in here, two questions, very quickly. Um, what was the message that you were imparting to the team after? That was it. You know, we just got to make a bigger commitment. It's got to mean more and we got to care more. And Obviously, you've talked repeatedly about, you know, making sure that the team is staying together and not pulling away from the game plan defensively. I mean, are you worried that somehow your message is just simply not getting through? I know you're repeating it. Are you concerned that they're not hearing it? No, they're hearing it. I mean, they're they're arguing with each other about missing coverages and the lack of communication out there. So, you know, just too many errors, too many errors on top of lack of effort at times. And... Uh, you know, sometimes you just, it, it's not even about schemes, it's about fighting. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, any defense, if you're letting a guy run in and grab an offensive rebound un, unopposed, I mean, it's it's hard to, to get stops. You know, they're just going to get two or three chances at the basket. Coach, where do you guys go from here? Yeah, we have to look deep, deep inside ourselves and what we want to do, what do we want to accomplish. You know, do we want to give up on this um, because it's been difficult early? Or do we want to stay the course and start to build something? You know, we've had a lot, a lot of really good days here early in the season. And, you know, when we, we've lost a couple games and it's, it's shook our mentality, shook our mentality hard. And, you know, we're not seeing the same competitive spirit, same purpose. And uh, if we don't clean that up, it's, it's, it's not going to get better. That's the only way to get out of, out of difficult positions is to have character and competitive spirit. Steve, you talked about the lack of will. I mean, Indiana came in, I think only 10, 11 guys, no Miles Turner. Do you think some of that maybe was from overlooking them, or, or did that come from somewhere else? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, anyway, you slice it. You know, when you're one and four, you got an opportunity to win a basketball game. Uh, offensively, there's not really too many problems. You know, I think we shot 36 from three, but, you know, it was a night where we had a ton of good looks. Could have been up... You know, it could have been up 15 or more at the half, and we gave them 20 points in the last four minutes, 19 points in the last four minutes of the half. Um, just took our foot off the gas, and, and then their confidence was high. Obviously, they uh, shot it exceptionally well, but, 
you know, there's still got to be a point where you, you say enough's enough. You know, if you can make threes, but we're going to make it hard on you. We're not going to give you any rebounds. We're not going to get lose our matchups in transition so that you're, you know, wide open, lining it up when you've already made 23s in a game. Steve, you talked about the belief and the will. You're in there every day with them. Do you get the sense that 